0: everybody, welcome to the Eat It Like It podcast. My name is Jesse Blanco, obviously host of this podcast and uh, wearer of all the fire hats at eatitandlikeit.com. We've been covering the food scene for 12, 13 years in this area. And uh, just recently we started rolling out our podcast once again, recording live here at the uh, District Live Studios at the beautiful Plant Riverside Complex on the shores, on the banks on the coast of the Savannah River in uh, downtown Savannah. We uh, we love our little spot here. When you're walking in, you can smell the barbecue. You can smell the butts that go on the fire first thing in the morning when we're doing this. And you know it's going to be some good barbecue uh, a little bit later on. We, uh, we've we been covering the food scene, as I said, for uh, 12, 13 years, long before Savannah had a food scene. And so we've seen it all. We've seen you know Savannah when it was uh, Paula Deen and everybody else. We saw in 2014 the food scene explode and, and, and you know, celebrity chefs start kicking tires around here and all the things that have happened here in Savannah. And we've seen it uh, now settle into a groove, it being Savannah's food scene, and grow with some serious talent coming to town and choosing to stay here. We have a vibrant pop-up scene, and we've got all kinds of things that are happening now in um, – in, in Savannah, in and around, because it's not just the uh, historic district downtown. But in saying all of that, <laughs> I've had a front row seat for it all. And and with that comes the good and the bad and the ugly and the, the sideways and the this ways and that ways. <clears throat> I've seen a lot in my time doing this, um, covering the food scene here. And like I said, I was covering this stuff before we really had a air quote food scene so I've seen it grow. I've seen the growing pains. I've seen restaurants come and go that actually had good food. I've seen, I've seen a lot. And so, in, in, in saying all of that, I, and thinking about what I wanted to talk about on this podcast, absent a guest, because I always rather hear somebody else's perspective than my own, believe it or not, I thought I'd go down a little bit of a rabbit hole and and share some of my perspective of what I've. Not what I've witnessed because I've seen so much it would fill 45 minutes. But um, some of the things that that jump out at me over the last 12, 13 years in the form of pet peeves, um, <laughs> it's funny. Uh, I've met so many people along the way, and, and I tell people when they ask, what's your favorite part of the job? And everybody thinks I'm going to say, oh, the great food. No. No, obviously – eating great food and drinking great wine and, and seeing creative cocktails and all that is a, is a huge benefit of this gig, but it's always the people. I love the the stories. Somebody who, you know, came down here from, I don't know, Asheville or Portland or Austin and chose to make Savannah their home. <clears throat> and, um, Chose to go for it, let's say, and opened a restaurant. And the day they opened, they had $50 left in the cash register. And they said, screw it, we're going to go for it. And they turn it into an empire. That happened with, uh, with uh, once upon a time, with Zunzi's. Um, you know, just so many great stories, so many great people who work hard to, uh, to bring you a food scene. That's my favorite part. So many wonderful characters. However, the flip side of that, you knew there was a but. There's always a but when whenever you wax poetic like that. The flip side of that <laughs> is that there are always pet peeves, and uh, dealing with people on the regular like I do, you're going to run into uh, some pet peeves, some things that that <laughs> um, how can I put this eloquently? Uh, things that that people say and or do that really just kind of rubs us because it's not just me; I don't do this alone. Rubs us the wrong way for better or for worse people are generally generally all capitals air quote people are generally well intentioned but some people are bullies this is just how it is when it comes to the cyber sphere if you will you know how it is they call them keyboard warriors or whatever and you get yelled at when it's like dude really we're just talking about a donut and you're really going to get that upset but i have pet peeves that i have um i have experienced along the way so I thought it would be fun, and if you can hear the smile in my voice, it's because I, I find it so incredibly silly, but I thought uh, for for a different little spin on the podcast, I would share my top five pet peeves that I have come across uh, <laughs> while covering the food scene here in Savannah, Hilton Head, uh, Golden Isles, all the way up to Buford, and, and anywhere around the south that our travels take us. So I'm going to start with number five and work my way down to probably my biggest pet peeve. Um, which is the most common conversation that I that I have with uh, with people, both online and in person, out there. Number five, I would probably say, <clears throat> as a general rule, the lack of um, I don't even know what to call this. The lack of internet, uh, electronic savvy, if you will. Um, you know, I understand a lot of the people that follow me are a little bit older. They're not tech savvy. I get it. They're not either not on Instagram, let's say, or forget about TikTok. That's just a whole other teenage world to them. The the ever-expanding social uh, universe out there, electronic, digital, all of that stuff, is hard for everybody to keep up with. I get that. But at the same time, knowing that that is where the world is conducting business, if you will, There has to be some type of effort made. <laughs> there has to be some type of effort made to uh, to understand how it all works. You know, for example, I'll post something on Facebook and I'll clearly put, I'll tag the restaurant. We were at, you know, uh, Doki Doki Ice Cream. It'll say he didn't like it. Is at Doki Doki Ice Cream? And I'll write, you know, the pumpkin pie flavor here. It's fantastic, I've loved everything I had, blah, 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 post a couple of pictures and I keep it moving, and then next thing you know, the third comment is somebody asking me, where is this? Well, if you know, if you are on Facebook, it stands to reason that you have access to the internet. If you have access to the internet, it stands to reason that you can either click above where i where I tagged Doki Doki, and I realize that for some people tagging is just a completely foreign concept, but you can also just go to Google, go to your URL on your computer that you are obviously on, and type in Doki Doki Savannah, and it will tell you all that you need to know about it, and the other day, recently, I was ah, attacked is a strong word, but i was confronted by a gentleman when he said where is this and i said it's tagged or i didn't respond or something it's like dude you can find this easily longer than waiting for me to respond to you where is this and i said it's tagged in the thing i did respond it's tagged on the on the post well what is the address it's in the post and he attacked me i don't understand your the value that you offer he said the value that you offer your followers is to tell us exactly where this is and the address and all that. And I'm like, I beg your pardon? (laughs) You better get up out of my face. My job is to tell you what's good food. It's not to spoon feed you, you know, name, address, phone number, website, the owner's social security number, his license plate number. No, there's too much information readily available at everybody's fingertips. Hey, this is where it is. This is the name of the place. This is why I like it. Keep it moving. You go and invest as much time as you want. How many flavors do they have? What are their hours? What what street is this on? You know all of that stuff. You can find it out in 15 seconds, without tagging me. And waiting for me to respond hours later, or sometimes I respond pretty quickly, but sometimes I don't. And in the time it took you to wait for me to respond, you could have found out everything you needed to know about this, in this example, ice cream place. And it goes for any other place that I tag. You know, it happens on Instagram as well. You know, on Instagram at the top where there's my name, eat it, and like it, and then below it'll say, you know, Hop Atomica Pizza. And then I'll post a few pictures of pizza. I'll post a few pictures of pizza and inevitably you get where is this dude go to the go to go to your search bar and enter hopatomica pizza and they'll tell you all you need to know that's not that's not what i do it's just not and you know a lot of the quote unquote influencers out there go into all that detail sometimes you know because they want to make it a shortcut for everybody but i just think the universe is uh, the the digi the digiverse the webosphere is <laughs> just far too easy to navigate for me to uh, to invest that kind of time. So that's a big pet peeve for me, name and addresses of uh, of all these places. And what's the cross street and what's their phone number? Really? Come on now. Let's keep it moving. Uh, pet peeve number four. <laughs> this is a good one. And this one's kind of silly, but it still is. Um, you could argue that this one is a, is not as big a pet peeve as what I just shared with you at number five. But number four is people asking me what my favorite insert name of dish is and tell, asking me in the form of, tell me your top three, the, the most popular version of it is, give me your top three burgers. Okay. I'll name A burger, B burger, C burger, and I'll get this long, empty stare. <clears throat> well, what about G? Oh, I like G. Yeah, I do. Okay, what are your next three? Well, here's uh, D, E, and F. And I'm obviously not naming burgers because that's not the point right now. But I'll name six burgers, and and they, there's this stare down. It has happened so many times when I talk to people. And they keep waiting for me to say their burger. They, you know, sometimes, it happened one time with a buddy of mine. I went through like eight burgers. Hey, tell me your top five burgers. Okay, I'll dance for you. I like this one. I like this one. I like this one, this one, this one. And I got this empty look. What are your next three? Okay, well, now I'm standing there kind of, okay, well, I like this one. I like that one. And I like that one. Okay, well, what about this one, which I hadn't mentioned in in all top eight? I go, yeah, I like that one. Yeah, I like that one very much. But it's not in your top eight. (sighs) come on, man, we're not standing, you're not standing here making me rank burgers on the fly. Come on, really? Um, And I get it. I don't at all want to sound like I'm complaining because it comes with the territory. I do get it and I do laugh. And if you can hear me, you can see me right now, I'm smiling. Just people, it amuses me so much because people... Largely, not completely, but people largely just want validation for their favorites. Um, They want their favorites to to be considered good and or great. As if my opinion is the be-all, end-all, which I don't think it is because (laughs) my opinion is the one thing I can tell you in this world that I'm an expert in. My opinion. And if you disagree and you tell me that you like this burger more than what is my favorite burger— Well, what's the big deal? That's good. I like your burger. I like mine better. As my dad used to say, that's why God invented colors. I am not, I have not done this for 12, 13 years to tell you what you should and should not like. I'm here to tell you what I like. And I've been very fortunate that most people tend to agree with me. And if I recommend something new to them, they'll go and try it and say, yep, you're right. That was a fantastic burger. It happened, one quick example that I will give you um, once upon a time, it happened with a, with a good friend of mine who we got into a debate over the best sandwich in town. And she, uh, she mentioned one, and I said, yeah, I like that one, but I like this one over here better. She goes, no way. There's no way you could like that one better than this one. And I'm leaving names out of this deliberately. But, and I told her, have you had my favorite one? No. No. I go, well, then how can you really tell me that yours is better than mine if you haven't had mine? Okay, I'm going to try yours. About three weeks later, out of the blue, I get a text message from her. I'm sorry. You were right. This ultimate chicken sub at Betty Bomber's is absolutely over-the-top phenomenal. I said, you see? I mean, and I didn't dispute her favorite. I did not at all, and I never will. But I like this one over here better. And so people just want their favorites validated and, and want to hear me for whatever reasons because I'm the food guy or whatever. Who cares? <clears throat> they want to hear me say that their favorite is, uh, is worthy of a mention. Um, so people challenging me to, uh, to name their favorite after I, named, <laughs> after I named 10 burgers or who are your favorite wings? It happens a lot with wings. Or barbecue. Um, and I go through five, and 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 they're upset because I haven't mentioned theirs. So that is also a pet peeve. Um, another social media beef I have is, is in the form of number three. When people come to town, you see visitors. Um, I see it a lot in Hilton Head, but I see it here in Savannah too. People going on websites, on Facebook pages in particular, and saying, I'm looking for the absolute best seafood place in Savannah or I'm looking for the absolute best brunch place in Savannah, or I'm looking for the absolute best cocktail bar in Savannah. Man, I don't think that exists, you know? It comes down to everybody's favorites. The, the people could like this, that, or the other for all the different reasons, and it goes back to what I was saying a minute ago. I'm not gonna poo-poo your favorite but it may not be mine. We have so much, so many options nowadays in Savannah. We, we you know, Savannah's a small city, especially the downtown area. It's getting more and more and more dense. There's a bar across the street from a bar, around the corner from a restaurant, across the street from a restaurant. There's just so many options for anybody to say, 1 is the best my favorite quote on Facebook is hands down this is the best restaurant in Savannah hands down really i'm putting my hand back up cuz you're stupid i mean come on i've just, <laughs> i've i've pushed back on people every once in a while maybe once a year i'll poke people on my Facebook page i never go to somebody else's and and start you know kicking a hornet's nest stirring up nonsense But on mine, if people say this is the best restaurant hands down, somebody said the other day, the best fried shrimp hands down in Savannah are at Crystal Beer Parlor. Well, I think it's very fair to say that I do very much enjoy the fried shrimp at Crystal Beer Parlor. Um, I prefer, me personally, I prefer the fried shrimp at the Wild Dock Bar. So to say these are the best hands down is unbelievably arrogant. And then I get a reputation for being arrogant because I throw my opinion around. No, I'm not telling you that you have to agree with me and that the wilds fried shrimp are the best in Savannah. They are probably, as I sit here and roll my eyes and and make my way around the area, what the fried uh, shrimp scene is, I, I like the wilds quite a bit. I love the fried shrimp at, at uh, Erica Davis Low Country. I can name four or five and that would be Crystal Beer Parlor. But to sit there on Facebook and say, these are the best hands down is just misplaced. This is the best restaurant hands down. Eh, I love Common Thread. I love Fleeting. I love Brochu's Family Tradition. I bet you if you ask 10 people around town, you won't get those three. Uh, you'll get Mrs. Wilkes, you'll get Crystal Beer Parlor, you'll get Vinny's Pizza, you'll get a lot of stuff like that that people will insist is the best restaurant in town which is just misplaced rage. <laughs> I don't think uh I don't think it's fair to proclaim a uh, a a best your favorite, sure. Um who's doing the best job overall with service and food and all of that? Yeah, you could say at the end of the year which we do with our foodie awards. Yeah, this is the best. We've uh, pivoted to best new restaurant, um, and we we awarded that to uh, to Common Thread last year. We have some serious candidates for this year because there are a lot of people out there doing a good job. But to 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 um, I'm going to use the word again to arrogantly sit there on Facebook and say this is the best restaurant in town, or these are the best <clears throat> insert name of dish hands down. Hands down, why? Because you like them the best? Well, good for you, but that doesn't mean we have to. There's too much of that in the world these days, and that's a big pet peeve of mine, the best, hands down. Um, (laughs) We're going to get personal with number two, and uh, I've spent a little bit of time debating how deep I was going to go on this rabbit hole, and I'm not going to go too deep because uh, a lot of reasons, but... um, there's pet beef number 2 which could very easily be number 1 but I'm not going to make it number 1 cuz there's a bigger one out there. Um is the is the misconception that me food guy in Savannah um goes everywhere and eats demands to eat for free or I eat for free. Um <laughs> woo nope no, one million percent not true. I got a, I got a, and I'm bringing this up because I got a uh, Facebook message from a gentleman who's been following me for uh, for a number of years, and he's usually very polite. And you, you know, he'll ask a question like, "Hey, I'm going on a road trip to Beaufort. You know, can you give me a couple of spots?" Sure, if I'm, you know, if I can respond in time. Sometimes by the time I get back to people, they've already made the trip that they uh, that they were asking me about. But if I'm in a position to respond or I see it or it gets forwarded to me, hey, this person's asking about this weekend, can you respond? <clears throat> you know, I'll respond. Um, yeah, you might want to try this, that, or the other. And so this gentleman's always been very polite, very courteous or whatever, and the other day he hit me. We were talking about something. I don't remember what restaurant it was or something that we disagreed on, and this was via DM. It wasn't for public consumption. But he hit me with, well, you eat you eat everywhere for free, so I guess it doesn't matter. Oh, it was about some, how expensive something was. We were discussing, which is coming up in this, in this discourse. Um, <laughs> he said, well, you eat, you eat everywhere for free, so I guess it doesn't really matter to you. And that offended me. It really, really did. Now, I'm going to pause here and say, do I eat for free around town? Absolutely, I have eaten for free around town. It is not uncommon for a restaurant to open and invite the media to come and try their food on the house. It's called, you know, a media meal. It's called soft open. It's not just limited to the media sometimes. they Sometimes they call it friends and family. I get invited to most of them, 99%, I would say, of them, unless there's a personal beef out there. But... um. I get invited to most of them. Hey, we're doing friends and family. We'd love for you to stop by and give us some feedback and whatever. And I'm not the only person that gets asked. There are a number of influencers running around Savannah who uh, who dabble in the food scene, not nearly as deeply as we do, but they do. And they get invites sometimes. I get invites most of the time. Um, and we all see each other there. Hey, how are you? And we all take pictures and we all goof off on Instagram and we all post our stuff. I'm usually the only one who goes back and writes a blog. Um, but we all have hands in promoting the food scene. And so to think that, you know, Jesse Blanco is the only one that goes around eating food for free at these events is uh is just silly. I do not. And <laughs> I uh I, I'm amused at how people think I even got accused one time of uh walking into a restaurant. Try this one on. I even got accused of walking into a restaurant more than once. And saying if you uh, if you don't give me free food, I'm going to write negative things about you, which is just the most outrageously ridiculous, over the top thing I have ever heard in my life. Number one, because we don't write negative stuff on EatandLikeIt.com. Go back and look. Could I say we had shoddy service? Sure. Do I usually envelop that in something good about the place so to encourage people to try it anyway? Absolutely but to to imply that i that I uh just go around demanding free food because I am quote unquote the food guy in town is just um yeah, that's just misplaced, so that is a that is a big pet peeve of mine. Um I have invites. last thing I'm gonna say about this, I have standing invites to a number of different restaurants around town, friends of mine who own these restaurants and or manage, hey, come by, I want you to try the new menu, and it'll take me four months to get there because. I'm busy producing a weekly television show. I'm busy, you know, doing everything that I do. I wrote a book, all kinds of stuff. And I have time to go. If I took everybody up on every invite, it would be practically all I do. I just don't have time for it. So to assume that I'm just sitting here waiting for invites to go eat for free um, is just way off base. But, you know, people are going to people. That's uh, that's just how it goes sometimes. Um, and now to number one. <clears throat> My biggest pet peeve when it comes to the food scene, and it's not a Savannah issue, is uh, is people complaining very, very uh, aggressively about what something costs and the price of food and the cost to dine out. This is a big one for me. I I spend a lot of time pushing back with friends about what something costs because— the, 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 this late, the latest example, I should say, of this is uh, the new Italian restaurant, new when we're recording this podcast, October of 2023. The, uh, the, the latest uh, example of it is a brand new Italian restaurant we have called St. Bibiana. It's at a new hotel, uh, an old hotel that's being renovated, uh, the former mansion at Forsyth Park. And St. Bibiana is, uh, is now open, doing very upscale coastal Italian is their concept. Wonderful food. But when I wrote about it, I wrote, hey, this isn't inexpensive. And my experience was, you know, the, the, the service was a little choppy. Uh, I got some complaints from friends who waited an extraordinarily long time for a cocktail and or takeout and whatever. That happened in their first couple of weeks. So I thought considering how pricey the restaurant is – you know, and not pricey, how, where the restaurant is priced. It was only fair to say, hey, if you're going to bring it like this, big city style, then there's an expectation. And they know that they need to meet an expectation for service and quality and all of that stuff. And, and I have every confidence that they will. But out of the gate, in a number of different instances, they didn't. And I thought it was important to mention that, that, hey, even the ones that come in, you know, trying to be you know, the next level eatery in Savannah, which they will be, they weren't quite yet in my book. Now, did other people have great experiences? I'm sure they did. They commented on Facebook, but mine wasn't. And a couple of people that, that I heard from, theirs wasn't. But I have every confidence, like I said, that that's going to get corrected. Well, To see it responded to on Facebook, you would have thought that these people were charging $10 million for a piece of fish. I mean, it was – people get angry. People get angry when something is pricey. People get angry when something is, frankly, out of their price range. I'm not going there. That's overrated. I'd rather go to, insert name of, you know, family-style Tuesday night chicken parmesan place. Um, you know, Bella's is the one that everybody's naming. And one guy even said, go to Caravas, which I, I rolled because if you follow what we do here, we don't do chains, but it's, it's so frustrating for people to get angry when something is higher in price. The cost of food, the cost of doing business is going nowhere but up. It has gone nowhere but up, um, these people deserve to be able to charge something that's going to make them a little bit of a profit. These these people, and I'm not just talking about the Italian restaurant. I'm talking about the cost of a sub sandwich these days, which isn't inexpensive. Um, but people get mad, people get angry. Friends of mine get angry when a when a burger is nineteen dollars. Well, if you don't if you don't want it, don't go there. It's very simple. Guess what? Right now, as I sit here and I record this, I do not own a car. My car was totaled back in January, and my wife and I had a discussion about the car that I want versus the car that I can afford, and I decided to wait to try to take a shot at something a little nicer. My ideal, I'd love to be driving around in a Mercedes G-Wagon thing or a Range Rover and all that stuff. I'm you know, i a big guy. I like um, smaller-ish SUVs. You won't find me in an expedition or one of those big monster things, but I digress. Um I don't complain. I don't go to the I don't go to the Range Rover dealership and yell at the guy that his cars are too expensive because I can't get in one. If you if if you can't if you can't, you know, foot the bill for what it costs, go find something that you can. Don't get angry. So many people get angry, like demonstrably angry upset that that food out costs what it costs while I'm not going there, you know that's overpriced, that's overrated that's over this, that's over that. okay, don't go, but don't be rude. man, people just go off on places that are higher priced. They're probably frankly and and I'm I'm getting a little fired up here. but more times than not, some of the people who take shots at the higher end places aren't going there to begin with. They're just taking shots. I there was one example. There was one example, and and I'm going to go there. I'm going to name. I'm going to name names, which I generally don't. When folklore, a uh, a restaurant on a MLK here in Savannah closed. I had a lady comment on Facebook, well, of course they did, serving $50 fried chicken. Well, the $50 fried chicken is not $50. It wasn't the right restaurant. That's what they're doing. They're doing chicken three ways at Brochu's Family Tradition. It's I don't think it's quite $50, but it's enough chicken to feed like three people, four people, depending on who they are and how hungry they are. So it's this big old platter of food. But all this lady brought to the table was, well, of course, they closed with $50 fried chicken. I thought that was rude. I thought it was misplaced rage. And I get that a lot. I get people just under-informed about what is up or down on the food scene. And I get it. Not everybody follows it as closely as I do. But if I'm not clear about something or what something is, I'm not just going to take random pot shots. Oh, it was overrated. Oh, it was overpriced. Well, you probably never did. have you gone. The chances are the answer is probably going to be no. And and like I said off the top, this isn't a Savannah thing. I hear it in other places as well. It's just so expensive. Oh, it's so expensive. But the bottom line, I think, is you know, and it's a big frustration I know for owners and chefs. Um, yeah, I've had plenty. I've had plenty of conversations with people like, man, I want to do the best this that I can using the best ingredients and the best taste and it's best for you and health-wise and all that stuff. But I have to charge this for that and people won't buy it. Um, and it's frustrating to them because then they have to dumb down their menus so that more people will come and and, and enjoy their stuff because they lower the price ranges, the the price points, and they can get bodies in the door. It is frustrating to them but um that's a whole other podcast. We 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 discussed that with Jay Thomas a few weeks back, which uh if you haven't listened to my chat with Jay Thomas about what it costs to run a restaurant, you should go back and find that episode of Eat and Like It podcast. It was uh it was a good one. But um all of that to say, you know, if 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 it's not your thing, if you're not gonna go to, for example, just a for example, if you're not gonna go to upscale Italian if you're not going to go to a high-end steakhouse, if you're not going to go try the latest, you know, trends, which is a little higher in price and creative food and creative drinks, if you're not going to go do that because it's not your thing, you absolutely reserve that right. But don't take shots at it in sitting from your keyboard saying, well, I'm not going there because it's stupid. I Biggest pet peeve, so incredibly frustrating that people um, – just sit there and and take shots at hardworking people trying to do cool creative stuff as we develop the food scene. Um man, I need a drink. I need to calm down. <laughs> I knew I'd get fired up doing this top five pet peeve. My wife, my wife could probably recite all this stuff to you back practically by heart, because at different points I, you know, give her ears full of this, that, or the other. But at the end of the day it it makes the journey what it is. the ups, the downs, the highs, the lows, and like I said at the beginning, the good, bad and the ugly, I'll take it. I'm the luckiest man in the world, getting to sit here in the front row of the food scene for uh, for Savannah and Hilton Head and anywhere else my travels take me. um It's been a blast, and so you deal, you deal with the you deal with what comes your way, uh and I will continue to. so um we're with all of that said. be nice, be kind, be courteous, you know. Uh, there was one one guy I used to hear once upon a time, he used to say, hey, if you're out in the car, give the other guy a break. You don't know what kind of day he's at. So I will uh, I will share that sentiment as well. And with all of that said, remind you to check us out for daily news at com And sign up, register, uh, what is it they say, subscribe, Spotify, Apple Pods, and uh, the website if, uh, if you like what you heard. And we'll catch you next time. See you.